The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, We're always excited, and I am very humbled uh, by the fact that many of you are listening in from around the world. So, as always... Thank you, thank you, thank you, Canada, Spain, France, Japan, China. Oh, and if I leave you out uh, this time, I'll definitely (laughs) do a shout-out next week. So even Thailand, I think, it was pretty interesting to see that. So um, we're uh, in for a very, very exciting but emotional, um, I think, conversation uh, with uh, our guests that will join us uh, in a minute. So we are uh, a step further. Uh, it's the Wellness Lounge located at 14 South Orange Avenue, and we like to feel and think that we take it a step further. It is a signature brand of Wellness Interactive, and with a step further, we think that uh, you should really find out who is actually living next door to you because the guests that we have on, they're doing amazing things and they're empowering our communities, they're empowering our country, uh, they're empowering people globally. And guess what? They may live right next door to you and you may not know. So uh, listen, uh, continue to tune in, but also do a tap on the door sometimes next door and find out um, what your neighbors are doing, because uh, as I said, they're healing communities, as we all should be. So uh, this morning, I'd like to read uh, a passage, uh, as I always do, from a book. It's uh, called Emotional Intelligence and the Church, and the author is Rupert A. Hales, Jr., and I want to read uh, from uh, chapter 14, and it's basically where he's uh, highlighting uh, this amazing uh, person or young man, um, Reed Hortense, and it's about self, it's about esteem and discovery, Um, but I just want to pull a couple of paragraphs here, uh, because I think it, it will also speak to... Uh, a lot of what uh, our next uh, our guest is going to speak about, Jim, Ginger Mueller, and or maybe just connecting the dots to empower a lot of us uh, on uh, our navigation process through life. So here's a paragraph. It says, "Bringing it home." I look forward to going home. I can't wait to get home. My family means a lot to me. 
I'm not the perfect father. I'm not the perfect husband. But I'm a lot more comfortable in those situations than I am anywhere else. As I grew up, my home was stable in a lot of ways, and so I perceived my home, my own home, being the same way. I would try to provide a sound environment. It's been very difficult on us financially. My career choices and being unemployed a few times have really impacted us, even now. We are still reeling from that. If there's if there is anything affecting our family life more than anything else right now, it is money, which has a tendency to filter its way through everything. However, we've learned to deal with this. You learn to cope. You learn to adjust. You learn to get a plan. You know the magic pill isn't going to just drop on you. You've got to be proactive. That's why we started the photography business. We needed something outside of our day-to-day jobs to help bring in money. I love being married. I love my wife. I love my friendship with her. I love being around my children. I'm not always comfortable sharing certain emotions with them. I'm sure they are smart enough to pick up on that. But they're not saying... uh, they're, but they're, they are not saying to my wife, what's wrong with dad? How come he doesn't pay any attention to us? And that kind of thing is not happening because, for the most part, they talk to both of us. However, they talk to her just a little bit more. Now, on that note, I love, love, love the idea that uh, our next guest, Ginger Miller, is going to enlighten us uh, on um, a, a number of issues uh, and, and uh, empower us uh, in the situations with women uh, veterans because Ginger Miller is a native New Yorker and former homeless service disabled veteran. After taking care of her husband, a disabled veteran who has suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder for over a decade and experiencing homelessness with her family, Ginger decided to form John 14, Inc. As president and CEO of John 14, Inc., Ginger has been a passionate and dedicated advocate on behalf of veterans and believes strongly in the combination of advocating networking and collaboration. She has worked closely with the United States Department of Veterans Affairs, the Washington, D.C. VA Medical Center, Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, Prince George's County, and the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans and the National Alliance to End Homelessness to assist in collaborative efforts with John 14, verse 2, to help veterans. Gender's advocacy and outreach efforts have led her to host veteran roundtables in Annapolis, Maryland, with state veterans agencies and elected representatives. She facilitates workshops for veteran caregivers and frequently receives invitations to speak at various government agencies, including the United States Department of Homeland Security. You are absolutely amazing. Uh, Ginger Milling, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning, but, of course, it's evening all over the world, maybe. But thank you so much for uh, coming in to speak with us, Ginger. Um, Desiree, thank you so much for having me. It's definitely my pleasure to be on the show today. 
whenever I get the opportunity to talk about women veterans and, you know, the issues and, you know, um, some of the things that we need just to have a voice in this uh, community, I always jump on the opportunity. Um, as you stated, I'm Ginger Miller. I'm founder and CEO of Women Veterans Interactive and John 14.2 Inc. And like so many of our women veterans today, I didn't transition well in the early 90s with my husband out of the military. He was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, and I got a medical discharge, and we went um, home to stay with my family in New York temporarily until my husband was supposed to get a federal job uh, that fell through. When that job fell through, his post-traumatic stress disorder kicked into high gear. And again, like so many of our service members today, I didn't come from like a military background. No one else in my family had really served in the military. So dealing with someone that had post-traumatic stress disorder uh, was not only new for me, but it was also new for my family. And, and that was something, unfortunately, that, you know, they were, they were unable to cope with. And we found ourselves being homeless. You know, we didn't have a place to call home um, after serving our country. And that's a very bad feeling to have. because when you I, I, can, I, I can't even imagine after mm -hmm. serving uh, our country, as you all do so well, and having to go through that experience. Let me just ask you um, a couple of questions, Ginger. Um, uh, one in particular, you mentioned family. And, uh, you know, there are a, a, a lot of uh, families or military families. They've, they've uh, uh, I, I would guess, uh, you know, some of them are career uh, military. And then, you know, we always have that saying with young kids, uh, oh, you're a military brat, because they've just been in the military for many years. So that said, when you uh, found yourself in this situation, how much uh, kicked in as a, a young person, as a child? When you were a child, how much of what you knew uh, or could pull from, uh, not being a military family, but how much of what, what could you pull from uh, in navigating this whole experience just to get through all of this? Because some of us, uh, you know, we're grounded um, with a different perspective on, on what we should do and how we should handle crisis. So um, as a young person, uh, did you ever think about being in the military? And if so, did any of that uh, strength help you to um, navigate this whole experience of being homeless and all of this? Well, uh, as a young person, you know, as a very young girl, I never thought about going into the military. I didn't consider going into the military until I got, like, really close to graduating high school. And my parents are from Honduras, so they really didn't know how to, like, navigate the system as far as helping me to get into college and things of that nature. So I went into the Navy to get the GI Bill because I always knew that I wanted to go to college. And I figured what better way to get the money to go to college than to go serve my country and, you know, get the money that I need to go to college. So I figured, you know, it was a win-win situation. Now, wow. Awesome. Were, were there any other young people around you that you knew that was thinking like that? No. Or that was just, did you, were you able to share that with others? You know, I know um, a, a couple of my friends, I think they were thinking like that in, in you know, in high school as well. But, um, you know, I, I ask that question because so many of us don't know enough about um, women vet veterans or just having the dialogue. Or was this, this just something you thought about or were you able to talk to others about it? 
No, this was just something that, you know, I thought about when I went into the Navy, I didn't know anyone else from my hometown that was going into the Navy wow. at that particular time. So this was definitely something, you know, that I did, you know, for myself, by myself. Wow. So does that make it a, a, a lot tougher or uh, making that transition from home and, and then Navy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely um, a different world when you coming from right out of high school, going into the military. Um, it was somewhat of a culture shock for me, you know, getting up early in the morning to run and to exercise and then having, you know, so many strict duties to adhere to. So it was definitely a different type of experience for me. But once I got there, that's where I found that it was other women or young ladies who had also signed up because we were all in the same um, unit together. Wow, Yeah. So uh, can you uh, kind of walk us through after basic training, six months? I think it's six months, right? Right. Yeah. After getting through the basic training and the understanding of uh, how you represent our country, and because, uh, you know, uh, there are many of, of, of women or, or military folks, but mainly we're speaking about women now, that can go through the training, but um, that whole um, idea or, or impact of uh, going to war is completely different, obviously. So, you know, when I read the passage uh, from the book, and this, it was pretty empowering to hear this uh, young man speak about family and life. And then I started to think about in terms of women and women that represent our country and that they're, they're all uh, going through that whole navigation process of taking care of home, taking care of kids, and in some cases taking care of spouses, all of that. But the impact of being in the military and then going to war is completely obviously different. Can you speak to that and uh, speak to how women make that transition, if ever confronted with it? Well, I can speak to it uh, from the point of view of the women that we have served at Women Veterans as of that have been to war. I personally have never been to war, and I would say I was fortunate enough to be attached to a unit when the first war broke out in Desert Storm that we were a support unit and we pulled, you know, sometimes like 18, 19, 24-hour days, 24-hour shifts. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. And, and that, for me, you know, was a different type of experience. Although we weren't necessarily overseas, we did feel that we were supporting our country in the war. But for these women who are actually going overseas to Iraq and Afghanistan and Desert Storm, you know, it's hard. It's it's definitely a culture shock for them. A lot of them are coming back home with post-traumatic stress disorder, military sexual trauma, um, depression, anxiety, and then, God forbid, you know, ones who have lost limbs um, and their lives. So, again, this is something from where I sit that's totally different because, you know, usually women are in a role of, like, the mother, the caregiver, and now women are on the front lines. I have my personal opinion about that. I always keep that to myself because it's not my job to figure out if they should be there or not, but it's my job as the president of Women Veterans Interactive to help them and assist them when they get back for more. But it's definitely something that's different because these women, some of them are leaving children behind. 
you know, God forbid if they don't return, then these children are will, will losing mothers. So, again, you know, it's just our job at Women Veterans Interactive to assist them with the transition when they come back. But it is indeed a huge culture shock for them. You know, it's scary out there, contrary to popular belief. Everybody wants to be a hero, but when you get to the front line, it's a whole different ball game. Right. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't uh, even imagine. So when uh, uh, some of uh, the women that you're servicing um, that are coming back, uh, when, you know, I noticed, you know, it, it, uh, because you had this amazing event uh, uh, for Veterans Weekend, I was so happy and proud to, to, to be a part of that. Absolutely amazing uh, to bring all these uh, beautiful women together um, that um, support our country. So when uh, some of them are, are returning, how, uh, and, and this might be naive on my part, Ginger, but when you speak about homelessness, there, it's just a mind blower, you know, this greatest mm-hmm. country in the world. It, is, it, it just blows me away to think that women veterans are homeless. They're homeless, and they're homeless with children and yourself, like yourself, homeless with a family, living in cars. Uh, now, I, I can't help for thinking that is there something that we're missing or they're, they're the platform itself or the, the, the agencies, the organizations, they're missing this because of what? Can you... Just interject, why would they miss something like this, homelessness? In my opinion, they're missing it because they're not listening. They're not listening to what women veterans want and need to make this transition properly. You know, everybody feels that they have, like, the magic stick, like they have the magic formula. But if you are looking to create a formula to serve me, then I must be included in that formula. Translation, women veterans need a seat at the table. You know, we're strong, we're resilient, we're the ones who are homeless, you know, we're the ones who have overcome homelessness, so why not take our opinion, our expert opinion, on what it's going to take to eradicate homelessness? Excellent. That's right, right. Yes, yes, absolutely. Integrate what you all are thinking and going through. I mean, I, I, that's, I get that. Oh, my gosh. Excellent. But hold that thought for a moment, Ginger, because uh, we're going to uh, have to break for a commercial, and we shall return, return in just a couple of minutes. We're speaking to Ginger Miller. She is the founder and uh, president of Women Veterans Interactive, an amazing organization that's helping women throughout our country. Thank you. Thank you. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things. 
And together, you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us again. We're speaking with Ginger Miller, and she is the founder and president of uh, Women Veterans Interactive. And uh, Ginger is actually um, a champion as well. She has received the, the Champion of Change Award from the First Lady herself, Michelle Obama. Ginger um, uh, has spoken on Capitol Hill. I'm just uh, humbled by the fact that you, uh, Ginger, you do so much for women veterans. So take us back again to where, you know, uh, we're speaking about your voice and the other women veterans. Tell us more about how you would want to uh, have uh, women uh, veterans uh, uh, interacting with uh, uh agencies, the Capitol Hill. Tell us more about that. Okay, so this is the way I see it. If you want to help women veterans who are struggling with the transition, if you want to help women veterans who are homeless come out of homelessness, then you need to look for the women who are either homeless and are now successful, who have made it out successfully, the women who struggle with transition and have made it out successfully, find out what worked for them, what didn't work for them. You know, do surveys that are truly indicative of the population that you want to serve, but just don't do it behind closed doors and then tell women veterans, okay, this is what you want. You know, this is mm-hmm. what we want to give you. This is where they're missing the mark. So what we have done at Women Veterans Interactive, we have listened very closely. We have been on the ground level with these women. We have been in the trenches with them, and that's why we're so successful. Our track record right now, Women Veterans served since 2011, and this is served and supported through different programs, you know, events and things of that nature. Right now, it's probably at about 1,250. So we have come in contact with that many women veterans when other organizations, it's almost impossible for them to do that. They're struggling. First and foremost, we're Women Veterans Interactive. The name speaks for itself. So women veterans are looking for that familiar. They're looking to see who is out there, you know, that's like me, who can truly understand me. So, again, if you know that this population is hard to reach, this population is hard to serve, then why not partner with 
other organizations who have perfected the outreach mechanism to help you push your programs along. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for 2015 for women veterans to have a seat at the table. So we're actually building a coalition of women veterans right now from the executive level on down so we can have that voice. We don't have a voice. Our voice right now as is very political. The politicians making the decisions, right? Right. But you know what? The politicians are making decisions, but they're very little decisions. It's like doing Yeah, right yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, veterans say they'll say something about women veterans and then it goes away. But the military spouses and the regular veteran community, you know, they're pushing for them all year long. So, hmm. you know, yeah, and, and my, my, my biggest issue is this. If you can always throw out statistical data stating that women veterans is the fastest growing population of homeless veterans, women veterans are, th- uh, are three times more likely to be homeless than their counterparts, women veterans, you know, most of them are single mothers, yada, yada, yada. But we are the solutions. Right, you know, right. Where's the solution? And, and uh, you know, uh, when you hear the numbers and uh, the discussion on that and you talk about the solution, to me, uh, and, and of course I'm not a veteran, but I would think it is such an urgency to really jump right in and change those numbers and get, get on the ground level as you are doing and, and speaking to your organization or, or other organizations that are on the ground level to change those numbers because as that increases, you know, I believe in the the old thing, you know, educate a woman, you educate a community, you know, uh, uplift a woman, you're uplifting communities. I, listen, love my guys, love my husband, love the guys, but you've got to really nurture women. If you have women that are actually fighting for a country and coming back and you're not listening to them on what their needs are, that's a major problem. That's a major issue. And then you're making it political when it's convenient. That's a problem. Absolutely. That's a problem. Yeah. So uh, tell us about your uh, organization and that whole weekend. I, I thought it was absolutely fabulous. And some of the people that uh, come out to support it, some of the celebrities and and uh, even if I, I think you, you had a couple of government officials um, I, I thought it was uh, uh, definitely carefully planned and, and just wonderful, and I am going to be there next year. <laughs> so tell oh, us that's, that's um, exciting. your vision on, on how this happened for you uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, with three days. Yes, and, you know, how that event started, it started – Back in 2012, um, one of the posts I hold is a commissioner on the Maryland Commission for Women, and I wanted to do something nice to bring together women veterans for Women's History Month. So we had something called the Empowerment Unification Cruise, where we actually had the speakers to come out on the Odyssey, like we had um, one or two government officials, Department of Labor, Department of Veterans Affairs to come out on the boat, and we had this cruise. The cruise was only two and a half hours. It clearly wasn't long enough. So we did that again. And I said, okay, we really need to turn this into a two and a half day event because I truly saw the need of women veterans, you know, longing for that peer-to-peer interaction, you know, longing for a safe place where they could talk about some of the issues, break down some of the barriers and become empowered so they can live, you know, a full life. And Mm -hmm. full life is full 
<clears throat> it's possible because everybody has their own level of, you know, success or, or fullness. Mm-hmm. So this was the second year that we did um, the Women Veterans and Women in the Military Veterans Day Weekend Extravaganza. And because it has so many components, I just really couldn't find a name to encompass it all. And, and you know, we're waiting on the tallies to come in, but I believe we had women veterans from about 12 different states to come mm-hmm. out to the event. Um, we had a couple of different components. We had a CEO meet and greet, which was designed just as something simple, a, a two-hour meet and greet, for me to meet and greet, you know, all of the women veterans who I did not know, and we mm-hmm. did that. Um, this event, of course, took place at the National Harbor here in Maryland. Um, which is beautiful. Next, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, you know, I, I love that location. I, I think that location is great because it, it's more than, you know, just a hotel or a dining hall. I, I think... The location in itself is an experience. Yeah. Um, and the next day we had an empowerment breakfast. We had uh, a day full of empowerment speakers. We had celebrities. Uh, we had Vicki Irvin, who was a local celebrity. We had two of the leading ladies from Tyler Perry's, the have and have not, Renee Lawless and Angela Robinson. Uh, who are fabulous, by the way. And, you know, oh, yeah. I, I must say uh, – that uh, I think what was also so encouraging and empowering is that uh, most of the guests uh, that you invited out, I don't, I, I'm not sure if your team had the discussions with them, but we were all blown away in the audience to find out that there was so much history with the military within their families, their parents, and you know all of uh, they're they're basically. Uh, Army brats or Navy brats or whatever. <laughs> so right. I thought that was but pretty But you know cool. what, Desiree, I think it goes back to something you said at the opening of the show. You never know who's living next door. Right, right. You, you really know? don't. That's so, so true. I actually reached out to all of the celebrities this year not knowing that they all had a military background because, you know. Wow, a lot of isn't that family. amazing? Yes. Because when they yes. all came up and, and they had the, uh, the I, I just, oh, my gosh, that's such a mind blower. Excellent. Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of the women veterans are fans of the have and have-nots. If, if they weren't, they are now. So the first person I reached out to was Renee Lawless to co-host with my dear friend um, Vicki Irvin, mm-hmm. and she told me that her mom had served in the military. So then I knew that Renee Lawless and Angela Robinson had grew up together, and I reached out to Angela for two reasons, to see if she would speak at the Empowerment Breakfast on Veterans Day and to see if she would stand with me and um, honor Renee's mom. So, I mean, that worked out like a charm. And then it was after she accepted her invitation that I found out that she had already traveled with, like, the USO and she had a military background and things of that nature. And then Fosworth Bentley, um, as stated at the, the gala, I met him at the BET Honors, and I was clueless to the fact that he had, you know, family members that had served in the military. So I just want to say that, you know, I believe God is good. And God is and good all the time, right? Yeah, Amazing. I love yeah. it. I love it. You know, um, one of, uh, I, I guess, one of the things that um, uh, could be helpful as well, um, I understand that you're starting chapters. Uh, I think you're, yeah. you're uh, uh, we met a young lady who may be, I guess, be starting the first chapter in the Carolinas, I believe. Um, 
if you are starting chapters, here's one, one interesting point I thought, uh, one of the reasons why I was there, obviously, of course, because I love all of the great work that you're doing, but, um, you know, I hadn't really thought about all of the military women that I grew up with, you know, um, uh, and I started thinking, I'm going, whoa, uh, I actually lived in Germany, and uh, one of my, my childhood friends, actually one of my very best friends, uh, served in the military at the time uh, in the Army, and so I went over, and I lived in Germany for a little while, worked for the Department of Defense, all of that, but what I thought was interesting is that um, having this platform it really it just got me thinking and, and thinking about all these women that support our country and calling them up and saying, hey, let's go to this event. And they were so excited. They said, Ginger, that they would never, ever forget. They said, I'm never going to forget this weekend. I'm never going to forget this weekend. Because I guess what you have created is a platform that they can engage with that is uh, special and specific to uh, who they are, uh, what they do, um, you know, why they serve. I mean, you covered everything. So if you're uh, going to roll out chapters, <laughs> just let me know because I know I got a friend that came from Texas, a friend that came from, from Niagara Falls, a friend that came from the Carolinas, and they're all over the country. So when are you going to be doing that? Well, you know what? Right now, we are working on a few more documents, and I actually got a text message from um, Tanya Moore, who is an executive over at BET, and she's a woman veteran, and she wants to start a New York chapter. So my awesome, goal, excellent. Yes. <laughs> so wow. Is to really get in contact with all of these women before the end of the year to start getting these chapters, you know, up and running. So by the end of you know, January 2015, we can start rolling out these chapters because I'm just, honestly, Desiree, I'm just amazed. This is the first time that I've done an event that I was actually, you know, I actually had a good time at this event because the energy from all of these women from around the country really encompassed me. Yeah. You know, somebody said to me, Ginger, how, you know, the, the lady from CoverGirl was like, you know, this is the first time I've ever seen somebody put on the event of this magnitude and you're not looking stressed out. It's because it's <laughs> that I, I, I could have stressed out about, but the energy from all of these women veterans and women in the military was just so high. They were happy, and that made me happy, regardless of everything Oh, uh, And you looked lovely doing it. You were fabulous. And when the, that note, you said they were happy, so you were happy. And you know what? They were. They were all just very happy. And uh, the, to my point, that somehow they felt comfortable enough where, you know, they're part of a group, a team, a, a passion. They, they, yes. they felt that. And that's the dynamic of it all. And, you know, you can go and serve your country and, God forbid, you can uh, be homeless or Maybe, uh, you know, you've gotten through all of that with, without a scar, but you're there together to empower each other. You know, with, uh, I said across from um, a young lady, um, beautiful young lady, and again, you know, obviously I'm not, I, I, I'm not in the military, but I'm so familiar because I worked in Germany, Department of Defense. But um, what was interesting is that uh, she spoke about her, uh, you know, whole navigation through the military, and I, I, for a moment, I mean, she was sharing so much with me, but then she also spoke about 
just being there and feeling empowered because her uh, whole experience wasn't as great, you know. Um, right. she, she just, um, so just being there, you would never know. You know, uh, I, I, I thought, okay, now if the chapters or when the chapters happen, what's your vision for uh, Women Veterans Interactive if, uh, or when the chapters start to roll out? What would you like uh, uh, the chapters or the organization to uh, focus on if they're in, uh, uh, I don't know, Utah or California yeah. or Georgia? What would you like them to focus on, or how are you going to navigate that experience? You know, I want the chapters to be a mini version of what we're doing here in the Washington, D.C. metro area. We have created a calendar of events for for 12 months out the year where we all will be working on service projects, meeting women veterans at their point of need. Everything that we're doing here in Washington, D.C., we will do on the chapter level, you know, because we can't – there's so many women veterans in the country – we can't reach them all from this point, so we want to make sure. And how many how many women veterans uh, are in the country approximately? You know what? I don't have that number offhand, and and I probably should, but you know, there's thousands. It's it's thousands, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands, and you know, every year there's thousands and thousands of more women veterans getting out. And you know, some folks they say, oh, well, she should know the number, but you know what? I'm not a big statistic person. I do it. Yeah, but I think your focus are on the women uh, that are in need. So I don't think anybody should hold you to the number in general. I mean, we know there are over a million troops or whatever, but your focus is it's on, uh, and and, and we don't know, you know, maybe how many women, female troops out of the million or or plus or whatever, but uh, the idea, your platform, you're focused on the women that are in need right now. Correct, but, you know, it's, it's the women that are, and I believe that number is somewhere around 131,000, but um, we're not only, initially, and this is like the, the crazy thing about Women Veterans Interactive, when we made that mission statement of meeting women veterans at their point of need, we really didn't know what that had encompassed, because meeting women veterans at their point of need has two sides. We are supporting the women veterans who are in need of support, and we are giving the women veterans who want to support those women veterans in need of support a platform. So you know have- what? That's I, I, Oh, my gosh. I'm blown away because that's actually what I shared with my friends, my girlfriends, who I invited to, you know, come for that weekend in that uh-huh. they had, you know, they, they're okay. They've done well. And I said, you know what? You can come, and maybe there's a, a way that you can help uh, help others. Absolutely. And, Beautiful. And so makes... we're going to break for a commercial. I hear that music. Need to pay bills. <laughs> so we're speaking <laughs> with Ginger Miller, who is the founder and president of Women uh, Veterans Interactive. We shall return in a moment. Empower- She's empowering women uh, in the military around the country. Thank you. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, to the show. Thanks for joining us again. We're speaking with Ginger Miller, and she is the president of Women Veterans Interactive. And she has, uh, of course, shared so much with us on uh, how uh, we can get a better understanding of the women who represent our country and uh, sometimes, uh, uh, unfortunately, they are uh, in a crisis mode, um, uh, it, it, having to represent our, our country from a, or fight for our country in some cases around the world, but then come back and um, some are homeless. And, and then there are those uh, who uh, navigate a totally different experience, but Ginger uh, speaks to both, you know, the the women's veteran that can also empower the other women's veteran who may need assistance and help. So thanks again, Ginger, for joining us. So, Ginger, um, I just want to speak for a moment about um, the the female veteran uh, that's uh, really representing our country, fighting for our country all around the world. So if you're a female veteran in... Uh, Afghanistan or Iraq, um, or, or let's just uh, let's just say any place in the world that's, that you're representing our, our country. How does that look for your organization when you're trying to connect with that female veteran uh, that you know um, is a veteran uh, and, and may be going through uh, tough times or things that? Um, that may not be uh, supportive where they are, you know. Do you wait for them to return home? Do you connect with them abroad? Or is this a local uh, organization, just national? Or how does that work? You know, you would be surprised um, at the power of Facebook. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Some of these women 
When we first started reaching out to women who are overseas, it happened through Facebook. You know, a lot of these women are serving overseas, and they have Facebook, and they reach out. You know, my inbox is full with messages from women in Iraq and Afghanistan if, they, if they're if they able to. Um, and just telling us what, we, what they need. You know, there was one woman that, you know, who is now a, a lifetime member of Women Veterans Interactive. She reached out, and I said, well, what do you need while you're over there? Her only request was magazines, like up-to-date magazines, because the magazines wow. were so old. You know, there have been times when we have sent care packages overseas. Um, for 2015, we're just going to start to get involved with the units who have deployed, and we want to know how many women you have, and we're not going to forget these women throughout the year. And we have a whole team who are going to start sending care packages. Um, BET have partnered with us to send care packages on 9-11. So, that, you know, there's different things that we will do to let these women know while you're over there, you're still not alone. I don't care how far you are from the Washington, D.C. area or from the, the nearest chapter from your hometown, you are never alone as long as Women Veterans Interactive is around. And, and oh, my God, that's beautiful. Something mm-hmm. as simple as the magazines, we so get that as women, right? I mean, yeah. uh, gosh, just to have updated magazines or magazines that really speak to us, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. And then um, maybe the care packages of all the little personal things that we use and we need. You know, I always think about that. How how uh, does that happen? Uh, does the military give you all a personal, when you're in the military, a personal care package for women? I don't know. Do they? Um, honestly, I'm not sure how that's worked out overseas, but I'm sure that they have, like, stores you can buy certain, you know, personal needs. Right, so, right. Well, they have the commissary. You can always buy. But I, I just thought in terms of, you know, when you come out of basic training uh, after six months, are you, handled, are you handed a personal care package? I'm big on personal care packages. I think when we have crisis situations, uh, unfortunately, there are um, environmental crisis around the world. There's earthquakes. There's all of these things happening. The first and foremost of what I think about is the women. Uh, you know, uh, they still, we, we all still need that personal package that really speaks to us. And you can't, sometimes you don't have access to, to getting things. So I just think um, uh, it's absolutely awesome that you are connecting with them and the whole idea is to get them uh, things, you know, even if it's magazines, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the last thing we want any of these women to feel, you know, is alone. And as I stated at the event, one of the reasons why we're so successful and we're growing is that we pay attention to the simple things. I'm just simply giving these women what I didn't have when I was homeless. And this is why I continue to tell folks you're going to continue to miss the mark if you're just looking for that big bang effect, like we have the formula to end the homeless. There is not. There, there's no formula. It's the little things. It's the yeah, you, I, I saw that you um, at your um, – uh, at your gala event, um, you uh, profiled a young woman that uh, was was homeless, four kids, divorced, uh, and they were young. I, oh, my gosh. I think they're all, what, under six or something, seven years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, you all helped her. And, uh, of course, uh, having a home, that's major. But then the simple things that you talk about, what are some of the uh, simple things that – people uh, outside of your network can help with? Okay, some of the simple things, like for instance, right now, we have our turkey drive on, right? 
And the turkey drive is something that I did last year through social media, and we were able to raise $2,500 in less than a month at $35 a pop. So someone could donate $35 to the organization through our webpage and Eventbrite, and that will feed a family of four for Thanksgiving. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times folks want to donate clothes, but these are clothes that, you know, <laughs> should probably not even make it to someone. Um so right now, you know, we're not really taking clothes, but we, we're a big fan of gift cards, especially Walmart gift cards. Because oh, woman, yes, yes. Yeah, if a woman veteran is hungry, not only can she get food from there, you know, she can get clothes for her kids, she can get gas to get to work, you know, so Walmart, Target, gift cards, again, just the smaller things um, that we take for granted. And a lot of times these women who are at risk of being homeless, they may need help for just one month to keep them stable, and then they're off. You know, and they're not going to, to to run into any more issues that's going to put them back on track to being homeless. So, again, wow. So you mentioned Walmart. Um, what are some of the organizations that are supporting your um, uh, some of the uh, I should say um, business or, corp- or corporations that are supporting your organization? Well, you know, AUSA is always um, making donations to the organization. AUSA the George Washington chapter, we have Metro, you know, AARP comes through with donations. We have a lot of tech companies this year, um, Nextcentrics, uh, PSI, uh, Computer Geek. So, you know, every year there's more and more companies and corporations coming on board, and we still have yet to strike like the bigger corporations, you know, like the Walmart to establish real partnerships and collaborations with them. But that's something that we're definitely working on in 2015 to ensure that Women Veterans Interactive is the go-to women veterans organizations, not only for funding, but when it comes to collaborations and partnerships as well. Excellent. Awesome. So if someone wants to donate, are they going to your website and if they want to start a conversation, is that through Facebook, Twitter? Uh, you, do you have a, a, a social media platform across the board, or is it just uh, Facebook? Yeah, we have a social media platform across the board. If someone wants to reach out, they can go to www.womenveteransinteractive.org. You can send an email to info at womenveteransinteractive.org. You can find us on Facebook at Women Veterans Interactive. You know, you go to Facebook and you can um, search that. And then you can also follow us on Twitter at Women Vets Action. Great. Excellent. Excellent. So a question, uh, how is your family doing? How's your husband doing? Do you have uh, daughters or just boys? No, I don't have daughters. We have two sons, and my husband's doing great. Um, the kids are doing are doing extremely well. Um, they're well adjusted. So, you know, honestly, I have no complaints. I love my life. I love the work that I'm doing. You know, I don't think I would have it any other way. You know, to do this type of work and to see the type of responses from the women that attended this event, um, it's just so self gratifying. I mean, it's like no other feeling in the world. And for me. It's personal because I've been there and I've done that. And that's why I made the statement that regardless of what people do or say, I'm going to remain standing, not for myself, but for the women who have served this country and for the women who continue to serve. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. And we need that. We need that. And we need more of a voice uh, like women, women like you with that voice to 
really uh, kind of speak to women in general because we don't know if we're going to have daughters or we, some, we don't know if young people are going to serve in, in the military. And so there is, there's so much information that they should have, you know, before going in and coming out. And I think your platform speaks to that. So I just wanted to also speak about um, your, your husband, who's doing great, your family's doing great. What uh, support uh, 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 does he speak to in a sense where just even if it's just a kind word, how, what is his feeling about what you're doing? Oh, my he was goodness. He's a veteran, you know, a veteran as well, right? Yeah, he is so supportive um, of what I'm doing because, you know, when we were struggling, he was there. So he knows how passionate I am about the cause. He's very supportive. He cooks. He cleans. He irons. He does all the things oh, that I'm not able to do because I'm constantly ripping and running. Like, for instance, um, tomorrow's my birthday. Okay, I'm home. But oh! Yeah. <laughs> November 20th is our uh, 25th wedding anniversary, and I will be traveling to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, because I'm one of the speakers at the Dr. Maya Angelou's um, International Women's Health Summit. Awesome. Yeah, and he's supportive of that. He's like, okay, you know what, we'll celebrate when you get back. And I'm so appreciative of that because he understands, like I understand, it's not about me. I have answered a higher call. It's about the women in the country and this country who have served this country and that continue to serve. And, you know, if I can prevent one woman veteran from slipping into depression, losing hope, becoming homeless, then my job is well done. But I have set the bar high. You know, I'm, we're impacting thousands of women veterans into active. Oh, and it's so needed. It's so needed. So um, when you went to speak on Capitol Hill, because I noticed, uh, you know, over the weekend, that fabulous weekend, uh, we missed you for a moment because they said you had been summoned to Capitol Hill to speak. So, or yes. you said it. Uh, how, how, uh, how was that, and what were you speaking uh, uh, to? Of course, you were speaking, I think you were speaking to um, uh, the women in need, but what other uh, platform uh, is integrated in all of that when you're speaking at the at Capitol Hill because it's so political. Absolutely. Well, I, I definitely, you know, took the invitation to speak on Capitol Hill on behalf of women veterans in the country, uh, on behalf of the work that we do at Women Veterans Interactive. Whenever I go out to speak, it's never personal. It's always pushing the women veterans agenda. So, um, I took the opportunity, which was kind of daring because I did have to leave in the middle of the event, but we talked about, you know, women veterans issues, what can the folks on Capitol Hill do to help us advance this movement, to get a seat at the table. We showed that same video that we showed at the gala with the woman from Fox 5 so they can really get an inside look on what's happening. But not only that, I, I encouraged them to break down the barriers, to take off the stigmas that women veterans have when we're homeless. Just because we're homeless don't make us helpless, don't make us hopeless. We can overcome being homeless because if I did it, everybody else can do it, and I want to help them to do it. Awesome. Excellent, excellent. So that, uh, I'll tell you, that award that you received from the First Lady, it, listen, it, it couldn't have been given to uh, a better person. I mean, you're amazing, <laughs> and it's just so... Uh, I think, deserving, and I'm just uh, honored to uh, be a part of uh, this whole platform. And as I said before last year, 
Yeah, I'm I'm in. <laughs> I'm all in, and whatever I can help, uh, whatever I can do to help, uh, I'm definitely all in. I I uh, feel that um, uh, although uh, there are times when the women uh, are in need of so much, but there's also the time when they just need to be happy. And you presented that yes. uh, last weekend uh, where. Uh, you know, uh, on the, the boat ride, they were dancing and line dancing and all of that. So they just needed to be happy, and you incorporated workshops and education. That part was empowering. You incorporated the celebrity platform where they got the opportunity just to, uh, you know, take a snapshot or a picture. Uh, I must say that celebrities were so open to yes. everything. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just very much impressed and can't wait to uh, – you know, get involved, uh, uh, jump right in, and uh, hopefully um, everyone that's listening uh, around the world, I'm sure that uh, there may be someone <laughs> just like Ginger in your community that is uplifting women, women veterans, because uh, uh, women are fighting, unfortunately, in wars now, and we need the support of great organizations like uh, uh, Ginger Miller has uh, found it. Now, if you need help and you need to reach out to Ginger, Ginger, can you give that information once again? Because uh, people are listening around the world and you can maybe perhaps uh, do what Ginger is doing. Can you Absolutely. give your information again? Sure. You can uh, reach us at info at womenveteransinteractive.org. You can find us on Facebook. You can follow us at on Twitter at Women Vets Action, and you can go to our website, which is www.womenveteransinteractive.org. Thank you so much for sharing, Ginger, and please come back and uh, keep us, uh, you know, posted on all the great things that you're doing. And, of course, I will be on the website, and I will be there next year, and I'll bring more women. So you all that are listening, you can also bring your uh, veterans, the people from your family, uh, the women in your family, bring them or your your friends from uh, years back, or you might know them now. Bring them to her event next year, but you'll find out about all that when you go to Women's Veterans Interactive. Dot org. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, and we Thank will so connect much. again next. Thanks so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge. A step further, please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, or our replay Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.